It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement vows that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, both of us believing in the power of ice cold beer. So I think most of you realize that the Deacon also likes to call himself a coach, a life coach, a religious coach, and also an athletic coach. How do you go about getting people you know to exercise? How as a coach do you fire people up? Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't call myself a coach. The American Council of Exercise calls me a certified personal trainer. So that's different. But, you know, people do call me Coach Pete now because I'm at Orange Theory Fitness. And most of the time I find that when you charge people money, they show up. <laughs> so that's, that's your coach. <laughs> that's the secret. So I, I'll tell you what I do. I encourage running. They couch to 5K, jogging. It's a quick thing. It's free. Only rich people can do that Orange Theory Fitness. No, I think, I think it's interesting. I think, um, I think running outside is definitely, um, it's absolutely free, right? It's something you can do. But I think for many people, there's an additional factor that's required. Because I think if you go outside and you start running... And, you know, like, what are the things that, that, that get you excited uh, to run? I actually think running is a little dangerous. It's not always a good thing. Why? You get a runny noses. What? Yeah, you get runny noses. Your nose doesn't actually go anywhere. Hey, mister, is your refrigerator running? Okay, how about bowels? You better go after bowels. it. What if your bowels are running? No, I have a lot of runny bowels. And I have to be careful, especially when I'm coaching. Because if I know I'm going to be coaching for... So sometimes I'll coach three or four classes in a row. Uh, specifically on God's Day on Sunday, I'll coach four to five classes in a row. And I cannot eat before or have coffee or anything that might affect my bowels. Because I'm in this gym, you know, and in between classes... Oh, there has to have been a time where somebody went to the bathroom. Oh, there's been times when I've gone to the bathroom. Okay. They were not fun. Hmm. Because then you got people coming in after you and you're like, hey, hope you didn't go in the bathroom first. Um, And there have been times definitely when, you know, when I've been coaching a class, when someone got sick, had to go to the bathroom, you know, definitely all kinds of things happen. Because what does running do? The first thing running does is it elevates your heart rate. Yep. Right? After that, usually prevents you from going to the bathroom. Usually your sympathetic nervous system takes over as opposed to your parasympathetic nervous yeah. system. Usually when you're running, you forget about having to like pee or this random uh, uh, itch that you have because your body is in fight or flight mode, and, but we're in the fight, we're in the run mode. Well, and, but then at some point, many times you start to deplete oxygen. So we use, uh, oftentimes I talk to people about the rate of perceived exertion. So I talked to him about doing a talk test, right? About, hey, uh, now I'll use like a, a show that's happening right now. I'll say, listen, if you are, um, if you're running 
And you and I can have a conversation where you can say multiple sentences and we're talking about Bridgerton. Hey, Coach Pete, I love Bridgerton. It's so much fun. My husband and I watch it together. It's a great show. And if we're talking at a pace like that, then you're in a really comfortable zone. Okay? Right? When we start to get a little more uncomfortable... Um, Are you trying to say we should have done this podcast on a treadmill? Well, I mean, it would be interesting to see yeah. how long it would take us. Because then we start talking about our VO2 max at, at, or our level of fitness. Like, how long does it take my heart rate to get to a point of discomfort? And then how long can I keep it there before I become really, really uncomfortable? So we talk a lot of times about our VO2 max when we're working out or uh, again, using that RPE, which is something that's easy for people to know. So once we start, and if you can only say a few words at a time, hey, Coach Pete, Bridgerton, that's a pretty good show, right? Like episode six, Saved my marriage, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Right? A few words together means you're pretty uncomfortable, but you're still keeping it together. Now, when you get to the point where you can only say one or two words at a time, or you have to use hand signals, right? Like raw, I always talk about Ross and Monica from Friends. I'm aware, yeah. You know, when they were, um, they came up with a new hand signal instead of flipping each other off, they came, they like tapped their hands together. So if you need to use hand signals to communicate to someone, or well, it's really important, uh, ASL, adult sign language, for, um, for those of you out there that need it, uh, I, I think adult sign language, if you have to use some sort of signal to, to, to speak, you're probably really uncomfortable. I'll tell you my favorite sign language right, thing recently. There was a sign language instructor who was on the side of a concert and... It was that woman, Megan the Stallion, doing the song WAP. Oh, W A P. Yeah. And the sign language woman. We don't. Was, we don't play that at church. No, no. She was getting after it. You know where? I, you know what I run? What? I run behind. <laughs> I want to point out. I start my day on time. I show up there on time, but once a day gets going, one patient's going to get me behind. One of you comes in with a list. It's going to get me behind for everyone else. So to all my patients who listen, I'm sorry that I run behind. I'm there. I didn't take a long lunch. I haven't been golfing. I have not been getting my VO2 max up like the deacon. I have just been working. And sometimes certain patients take longer. And so I run behind. And you know what? Today we're going to review some running injuries. I can tell you, I think my wife thinks that running late is a form of cardio. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually lie about the time events start. Yes, just so she gets there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now at this point, when we schedule recording, yeah. I have to put her on the group text. And she'll still be like, really? Tonight? What, like, what uh, is it? What is happening? What do you mean you're recording? You tonight? know how like the iPhone has a calendar? Yeah. We now have like a, a family calendar between the doc and the deacon it, and our wives. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And it'll be like, my wife will be like, oh, you're recording at 8? And I'm like, yes. And she goes, so the deacon will be here at 845? And I say, yes. <laughs> and so... Now, runners, the average casual runner, about 25% get an injury each year. And for marathoners, there's about 50% chance of getting an injury each year. I mean, what do you consider a a casual runner? So uh, less than 15 to 20 miles per week. Less than 15 to 20 miles per week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's now. I mean, I probably run 20 miles a month. 
Well, that's pretty good. You're a casual runner. Okay. And now, before we get into running injuries, we're going to discuss some of the urban legends about running. I didn't know there was an urban legend about running. What's the urban legend about running? Once, there was this runner, and he ran. Is it Forrest Gump? Is that the urban legend about runners? No. So number one is, the question is, does an increased cue angle increase your chances of having a running-related injury? Hold on. A cue is a circle. I don't, there's no angle on the cue. Are they calling that little thing at the bottom of the cue the angle? So a cue angle is calculated by drawing a line from the anterior superior iliac spine, kind of along your back, to the patella, and a second line from the patella to the tibial tubercle. And a cue angle greater than 14 degrees in men and 17 degrees in women is considered normal. But the answer is cue angles and increased cue angles do not cause increased running injuries. Whew. Mark that off the list, folks. So yep. we're going to, because we got a lot of questions about that one, right? Is, is running, like, so here's one of the things I always worry about. Because I, I run a lot inside. I use treadmills. And, and we use uh, treadmills that have flexible decks, right? So they bounce. And I believe that tends to, I can run 75 miles in a month inside on a treadmill and feel a lot better than running 15 or 20 months outside on the pavement. Like, what are the impacts of running on arthritis? Does it make it worse? Does it make it better? Well, that's a good question. The honest truth is the data is inconclusive. You know, the fact that people say that, hey, running is going to destroy your knees, that's really not the case. You know, based on clinical reviews, knee joint loading exercises are not harmful to your cartilage. Running is not harmful to your cartilage. But if you have arthritis, should you run more? No, no. So my recommendations are to tell patients that running isn't bad for arthritis. But if running is causing you pain and you have arthritis, you should stop running. What if you have a fake disease like fibromyalgia? So or rheumatoid arthritis. I love <laughs> Well, rheumatoid arthritis obviously is not. And neither know, is fibromyalgia. Just... Okay. And then other people, the last urban legend is people go, do specific running styles or does a specific gait lead to more uh, running injuries? Yes. Well, yeah, this one is actually true. You're right. You're right. I mean, listen, have you seen, have you watched the episode of Friends? I mean... Phoebe starts running and Rachel, everyone that listens to the show is like, the doc doesn't watch Friends, right? We all know this. Why does he keep asking if he watches Friends? <laughs> Rachel, because we want, <laughs> Rachel doesn't even want to run it. And many people are listening right now. And I see you all out there. You're moving your arms and your legs just like Phoebe. And it is crazy. You know, now, now we go, we can go back to Seinfeld when, when, uh, when Elaine's friend, who was going to run the New York City Marathon was in town and they and he was staying in the hotel and there was a power outage and they didn't trust the hotel so he went to Jerry's building uh, so that Jerry would get him up and take him to the race uh, the power went out in the building there was a power outage power outage he never woke up on time he ran late and then he goes to the race, and as he's running through the marathon, he reaches for water, and there's Kramer with a hot cup of coffee, and the coffee burns him instead of it being water. Oh, it's a great, one of the greatest running episodes I've ever seen. So I love to run, but I also love the earth. And so when they hand me this little cup, I feel like I drink my water and put the little cup in my pocket while I'm still running so I'm not throwing it on the ground. 
I feel bad in like a 5K when people are just chucking the little water cups on the ground. Well, I mean, you've done quite a bit of running lately. I mean, you've been in this running series, right? You have uh, your your son has taken to running. Yep. And he's pretty good at it for... My wife has taken to running. And your wife hates to do anything like that. And she's uh, fully bought in. And my five-year-old just ran her first mile last weekend. Really? Yeah. We're going to run a 5K as a family together. My wife, my son, my daughter, and the deacon. Yeah, I love it. So let's talk about some of my favorite running injuries. One okay. is called patellofemoral pain syndrome. Oh. Uh, Do you know I, where that would cause pain? In the patella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a diagnosis they don't uh, talk about much in medical school because there's not good questions for it. But this is also called runner's knee. And this is pain behind the patella. So the patella is on the outside of the knee? No, the patella is the kneecap. It's the kneecap. And this will cause pain with either climbing stairs or um, descending stairs, and usually you won't see, like, swelling or pain. People will do this thing called the circle sign, where they just, like, move their hand around in a circle around the front of the knee. And what it actually is is problems with tracking of the patella. So usually it's problems with the strength of the quadriceps. So physical therapy really helps this. And so if we can strengthen and get that patella aligned so it stays straight, that's how we try to treat patellofemoral pain syndrome. And, you know, you can get pain with squatting. But I will tell you, one of my favorite signs, and they have all these signs in medicine, is called the theater sign. And now it doesn't happen as much because of COVID has affected the theater. So it was one of those where if you were sitting for a while in a movie theater and you stood up and all of a sudden you felt some knee, you felt some pain around your patella or right above your patella, it was a positive theater sign. And most likely you had patellofemoral pain syndrome. Oh, Okay. Yeah. It's treated with physical therapy. It usually just gets better over time. It's one of those things like when people come in and have it, I usually just push on the patella. And if it hurts or if I can move the, uh, the kneecap quite a bit, I go, oh, you have patellofemoral pain syndrome. And like, what the heck is that? Do I need an MRI? And I'm like, no, this is what you have. How, how do you deal with a running injury where somebody just fell and scraped their face? Do you consider that a running injury? <laughs> I would, I would not describe that a running injury, but there are more dangers to running. The knee is not the only area that's hurt if you run too much. What else could be an area like like the shin or yeah. shin splints? I've heard of those. Well, and for fancy people like us physicians, shin splints are called medial tibial stress syndrome. And or you know MTSS? What? No, that's not what they call it. Patellofemoral pain syndrome is PFPS. But medial tibial stress syndrome. But this one does not have a, an, an acronym. No, this is this is does not have an acronym, and this is how you say shin splints in a fancy way. Singing, yeah, 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 be fancy like Applebee's on a day night. Get the Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake. Oh, I, 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 I yeah, like we fancy like Applebee's. Like Applebee's. got that Bourbon Street steak with its Oreo shake. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You know, I mean, it is a fancy way to say it. And let's be honest, we know what this is, right? This is an overuse. What are some of the signs of of shin splints? Because I wonder, is do you think that's that's related to the body, or is it related to the shoe? 
Is that related to gait running style? Like what what are the what are the causes of shin splints? Well, it's inflammation of the bone due to tibial strain while under a lo- while under a load. And this is a very common injury. It's usually associated with dysfunction of the muscles and bending of the tibia, slight bending of the tibia with the running. And it really just comes with pain over the middle to the distal tibia. So in your lower leg is your tibia and your fibia. Yep. If you feel your shin, it's your tibia. And usually patients can tell us specifically that after a certain amount of running that they get pain right in their tibia. And this doesn't just happen in runners. It happens in football players. And Do we feel like that's related to the type of shoes that they're wearing, the, the way that they run, whether they're a foot striker, a front striker, a heel striker? Like, would it, Are there things that they can do to prevent shin splints? Uh, yes. Well, initially, the idea is you actually should reduce your running by about 50%. Okay. It can be. You want to do an evaluation of your gait and of your feet. If you have flat feet, if you have high arches, for whatever reason, as you're hitting the ground, there's more pressure being hit on your tibia. And so this is a time where we slow it down, reduce it by 50%. We do calf stretching and what's called eccentric calf exercises. And you need to do a little bit of relative rest. And you know, for runners, they never want to stop running. So I don't tell them to stop running. But I tell them, hey, we need to actually just slow things down a little bit. Slow it down. Ooh, don't stop. Never stop. I want to fall in love. Anyway. All right, go ahead. I thought you were I'm already listening. in love with me. I'm so in love. But you know, listen, I've been running with you. And oftentimes, I feel like it's a little more like running with the devil. You consider me the devil? Well, I mean, running with you. I'm a heathen. You're definitely a heathen. And it's interesting because our gates are not proportionate. Uh, Like my gait, it takes me about one and a half strides for one of your strides. I will tell you, we've been running really fast. And I can tell his VO2 max is really high. And the deacon still never stops talking. That's true. That's true. In fact, I just... He actually talks even faster. (laughs) Ha ha! You know, you and, would think that he gets paid per word. Do I? Can no. I get? No, we don't get. Can paid I put yet. that in the contract? <laughs> Where's our contract? Well, so we what are, what ran are, a 5K together. Yeah, we did run a 5K together. And you know what? Neither of us got hurt. Yes. And running is good for you, but still dangerous at the same time. So we talked about shin splints, one of the most common. What are some of the other things that we talked about your. PFPS, is that what it was called? Telephalbral pain syndrome. And my last favorite running injury that people get is IT band syndrome. And this is the second leading cause of pain in runners. And it usually is pain from the IT band, which goes from the lateral thigh to the lateral femoral condyle, which is the outside of your leg. And this is basically a thick band of fascia that runs along the lateral side of your thigh and causes pain. And you know what? It's right, right in there. Does that hurt? Yeah. That's your IT band right there. Okay, good. Yeah, That's yeah. good to know. Is it a little tender there? So it's an inflammation of this bursa, and you get friction, and you get pain at the outside of the knee joint, pain with running, and this pain hits right as your foot hits the ground. And this, this is pretty easy to figure out. It really just hurts over the IT band, but people come in all the time, and I go, oh, you have IT band syndrome. And they're like, oh, awesome. Do I need surgery? And I'm like, no, you're good. You're good. So a lot of times, let me ask a question. Now, I'm in a fantasy football league. Yep. And a lot of times, my players have injury designations of questionable, sometimes even doubtful. 
And many times there are soft tissue injuries that I relate to running, like the hamstring. Oh, yeah. So, like, how does a hamstring pull happen? And what's the recovery time for something like that? Oh. Asking for a friend. Well, the fact is, I'm not going to tell you because we're in a fantasy football league together. And I realize that you have more points than me, but you're in last place and I'm in first place. Thanks, Jesus. I mean, I have way more points than you. It's crazy. Well, these hamstring injuries start when you take off. And the pain usually happens in the proximal hamstrings. And you get this sudden, sharp pain in the back of your thigh. Often you'll notice somebody like pulling up and doing a hop. And the hamstring, these are muscles made up of the semi-tendinosis, the semi-membranous, and the biceps femoris muscles. And you really can get a tear or just a partial pull, but these take a long time to heal. And for athletes, these, you know, you know, for regular people, these just heal over time. But for athletes, they end up getting MRIs. And sometimes you need to look just to make sure you didn't have an avulsion injury where that muscle goes to kind of the base of your tibia. That oh, goes because right it, here. it, it completely pull, pulls it away pull from the bone. a little bit off. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I will tell you, though, running... Is great for exercise, but it definitely leads to more injuries. And those of you out there exercising, realizing, hey, you may get some injuries, but that's okay. And you know what? Uh, you know what Jesus said about running? Psalms nineteen thirty two says, "I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free." Hold on, hold on. Did the doc just quote a verse from the Bible? I love this verse. I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free, and now my knee hurts. <laughs> the Bible talks a lot about running, and, we, and, and it really talks a lot about running a race. You know, it's interesting, because running is equivalent. Was there ever a time in life where you were running away from Jesus? Did you ever run from religion for a while? Yeah, probably. I don't, uh, and it was probably uh, intentional, right? See, I think a lot of times people forget, just like medicine, you know, uh, doctors are trained and they're and they're knowledgeable and they're skilled, and some of us more than others. Oftentimes, you know, people in the church are the same, but you can have a bad encounter because there's still people. Why, and, when people are in jail, do they run to God? Well, like, listen, why is that a time they find the Bible, their Koran, or something like that? Well, think about being at the bottom of something, being in a place you never thought you wanted to be. Start at the bottom, not the top. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Paul wrote many books of the Bible while he was in jail. And he talks about running the race with purpose, running the race to finish, running with endurance. So when we talk about running, we talk about endurance, we talk about strength, we talk about discipline, right? Because if you're running by yourself uh, and you're not running a 5K, you and I have been there. And what is a 5K? 3.1 miles. Yes. When you get to that three-mile mark, you want to just be done. It's that extra point one that many times can feel like the place where you grow, where you change, where you really feel that deter. Because nobody wants to do that extra point one. I just wanted to go three miles, bro. And it's, a, it's challenging. And I see it all the time in the coaching world. And I see it with people. Um, and I myself, if it wasn't for that 5K, I probably would have stopped at three miles. Hmm. So, do you feel like there are things in life right now 
that you would have stopped at if not for Jesus? Like, does your love of Jesus keep you running? Because I have self-motivation or life motivation. Are there times you're like, I don't know that I need to do this, or I don't know that I need to do that, but your feeling of needing to run to the Lord or run to the Trinity or run to uh, heaven, does that ever push you? Oh, listen, I can absolutely, without doubt, there have been, I think marriage is one of the hardest races I've ever run. Oh, the biggest thing about marriage is it is a race together where you need to make sure no one is winning. Yeah. and, and Because exactly. it's a team. You're on the same team. And uh, if it wasn't for me being But if you were to race your wife, who'd win? I'd kick her ass. Yeah. I don't know that I could be... I don't know that I'll be able to beat my wife for long. We ran a 5K recently and she beat me. Yeah. No, I beat her, but I don't think it'll happen for long. I, I, she was ahead of me for quite a while. Yeah, I'm in the place. So I just uh, recently ran a six minute and, and 20 second mile. And um, my goal is to run a... Was this in your dreams? Was Jesus there? <laughs> no, this is on a treadmill. Get the... Yeah. And then I, outside, I ran a seven minute and 10 second mile. My goal is to uh, run a 5K in less than 25 minutes. That's my goal. Well, my goal is for you to run on time <laughs> at some point in our life. And also for you to continue to find people and have them run to Jesus. And I want people to run away from misinformation. And I want them to run away from articles on the internet touting medical things. And if you ever see us, because sometimes we'll be running together, just know that you will be running with the deacon, but you'll also be running with the devil. I mean, it should be running with the doc. Well, or the devil. Hey. Running with the doc. Oh. By the way, that was uh, David Lee Roth in that song. Well, not Eddie Van Halen or Sammy Hagar. Listen, running is good for you. Yeah. If you exercise, you may get some pain. Run, 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 run away. There's a lot of run songs. Run away, run away from, from the, the pain. pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, yeah. Janie's got a gun. Anyway, yes, run, run, run. And... Run till the races, and here's, here's, here's the advice I give, and, and I even talked about it in my last class, and I said, run with intent, run with purpose, have a goal, don't just run to survive, right? Uh, there's, a, there's a song uh, by a Christian band, they said, we were made for more than just surviving, we were made to thrive, and I think that's really important, because I think if you're going to do something, don't just do it to survive, don't just eat for sustenance, eat with a plan. Don't just run to survive. Run and thrive. That's my advice from the deacon. Yeah, I want you to run to increase your cardiovascular output. I want you to run to burn off sugar. I want you to run to strengthen your heart. Amen. I want you to run away from religion and run to science. Well, no. No, no, no. Remember that science is a gift from God. So you can run. I I say run to science. But make sure you have it in the right order. Yeah. Science is amazing. It was, it was one of the greatest things God has ever given us. Well, that sounds like something that the deacon would say. As he's running with the devil. Oh! Two things you can count on. The doc is in. And the deacon is running faster than the doc.
<laughs> I ain't got to be the fastest. I just got to be faster than you. Hey, I want to give a shout out to our producer, Tucker Butler. Thanks to uh, our rapper franchise. Yeah. Thanks to the wives who uh, I would not want to run my race of life with anyone else. I wouldn't either, but I would like to watch them race each other. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market it. Brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gonna be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.